Hi there, and welcome to Even If, a weekly podcast about standing firm when life is shaking. I'm your host, Kelly Strife. Strife rhymes with wife. And together, we're finding the courage to approach uncertain and unwanted seasons of life through a posture of faith that stands firm and declares, even if he doesn't, he is still good. We have spent this week celebrating Imogen's birthday and you guys have made this so meaningful and so much fun. We honestly weren't really sure what to expect coming into this week. We weren't sure how we were gonna feel or what we'd be thinking or what we'd wanna do, but we found the perfect ways to honor and remember her life. And you all helped so much with that. We had over 2,500 entries into our giveaways on Instagram. You loved Farm Girl Flowers, that's noted. And we gave away some really special gifts, but since I picked all the winners randomly, one of my favorite parts was getting to see who these prizes, who these gifts were going to. And it was just really obvious that God was moving in these giveaways and sending these gifts to some really special people. But more than that, you guys showed up with your email messages. We had over 100 emails come through and Peter and I read all of them on Imogen's birthday. And honestly, we cried our way through a lot of them. There were definitely some tears of sadness and grief and pain over everything that we don't get to experience with her, but there were tears of thankfulness too. We never could have imagined the places her story would travel and the people it would impact. And that gives us so much joy as her mom and dad. So thank you so much for the ways you helped us celebrate her this week. But guys, planning for the birthday of your child who died is just hard. It's hard and awkward and horrible and wonderful. And you're not quite sure what's socially acceptable to do. And you're not quite sure what you're actually going to want to do. And you don't want to make a bigger deal out of it than you should. But you also want the opportunity to make it special. So you plan and you second guess and you buy and you return and you change your mind a million times as you try to figure out what works for you in this moment in your own story. And that's what we did. But know that for every picture you see on Instagram that looks like beautiful balloon arches and perfectly placed cakes, there were a lot of moments of uncertainty as we went into this weekend. But still, we chose to celebrate and we chose to celebrate for three reasons. First, we chose to celebrate the fact that we made it one full year. In those early days, you're fairly sure you can't make it a whole year, and you're very sure that you don't want to even if you could. You have a really complicated relationship with time after you lose a child. We've talked about that before, and probably it's any time you lose someone you love because each day takes you one day farther away from that person and simultaneously takes you one day closer to being reunited with them. Each month, the pain feels a little less sharp, but the memories become fuzzier too. And while you desperately want the pain to subside just a little, that also makes you question whether or not your love is fading when it gets a little easier to breathe. So time is complicated, but we are still here. We're still standing, and it's definitely easier to breathe today than it was this time last year. And that feels like it's worth acknowledging and maybe even worth celebrating because we made it one day, one moment at a time. But here we are, 
So we celebrated that. Second, we wanted to celebrate what God has done. Honestly, a year ago, I wasn't really sure why I should want to go on living. And I don't mean that in a scary way. I don't mean that in a somebody needs to take action kind of way. I wasn't actively going to harm myself or end my life. I just didn't really care if I lived or died. And for those of you that have lost a child, maybe you can relate to what I mean by that. Some people have other children here on earth, and maybe that helps tether you here in a different way, but I didn't have that. The things, the people I loved most in this world were all in heaven. Jesus was there. Imogen was there. So why wouldn't I want to be there too? And I still long for heaven in ways I never have before. That's one of the ways Imogen has forever changed me. But as I look and see what God has done over the past year, I realize he's not only restoring things in the eternal realm, but he's also actively at work here and now. And I see glimpses of the restoration he promises here on earth. I see the smallest sprouts of new life, even in this season. And I see the tiniest flashes of this garden he's growing out of her grave. And I believe that he will see it through. So we're celebrating the fact that we've made it. And I think there should be chips or medals or something to honor parents for each milestone that they cross. And we're celebrating all that God has done in the last year. And that seemed worth throwing a party for. But maybe most of all, we're celebrating the legacy that Imogen's life is leaving here on earth. Something was born on June 14th, 2019. And it wasn't just her body. It wasn't just her earthly form that we delivered one year ago this week. Something was birthed that's far bigger than any of us knew, than any of us could have imagined. One of the things that's been really hard for me over the last year is that I physically carried Imogen for nine months. I gave my body, my autonomy, my frame, my shape, my energy, my cravings, my schedule, my independence, my desires. I gave all of that and all that I am to form and grow this child. I put in the work and I still bear the marks from it. And then I labored for almost 24 hours. And that means everything you think it does. It's labor. It's work. I felt the contractions and groans and pushed to deliver this babe. And hear me say this clearly. It was my honor to get to experience that with her. But labor usually has a purpose. It typically has a payoff in the end. It's loud and messy and unspeakably painful, and there's almost always resistance, but we go through the anguish to bring forth life into this world. And on the other side, there's something new, a new sound, a new expression, a new cry that's never been heard before. Birth always changes the world around it. The world is never the same. Except for us, in a lot of ways, it was. We were expecting everything to change with the baby, and then everything changed and nothing changed all at the same time. We came in, the two of us, and we left the same way. But I had gone through everything a typical mother does. I gave birth, but it felt fruitless in many ways. And don't misunderstand, it was a gift to get to bring our girl into the world, but on some level, it's felt 
barren and empty and in vain. It's felt impotent somehow. As we've celebrated the legacy that she's leaving behind, the ways her life has impacted so many people, as we've read through your emails and messages and notes, I started to realize that maybe I birthed that legacy. It wasn't just her still body that was born, that was brought into the world through my efforts and groans. I birthed a new expression of God that's never been heard before. I birthed a new sound, a new cry, a new legacy that God could only produce through us. So her birth wasn't void of life. It was a life far greater than we could ever imagined. And yet maybe I'm the grieving mom who wants to find purpose in her child's life, but I think it's so much bigger than that. Because of her, hope is rising. Hope is rising in our hearts and spirits in ways it never has before. Our hope is in God alone and what only he can do. We're more aware than ever of what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross. And we're more grateful than ever that this is not the end. Maybe hope shows up the most when you need it the most. And we need it now more than ever. Because of her, faith is stirring. We've never had to rely on our our faith more. We've never had to trust what we can't see more than we do right now. And we are expecting God to move in ways we couldn't even fathom. I've been listening to Graves into Gardens a lot. It's on repeat here these days. And they say it this way, you turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You are the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can, God. And that's what we're believing. Not just us, but people around the world are telling us that's what they're believing as they hear and interact with Imogen's story Our faith is stirring. We have faith that God will do it, that he will do what he's promised, no matter what our circumstance tells us right now. Hope is rising. Faith is stirring and life is resurrecting. We spent a lot of time dreaming about the places that Imogen would travel before she was born but we had no idea how far her story would spread after she died. We had pictured the stages she would stand on because both Peter and I work around the stage, but we never could have imagined how large hers would be. We wanted her life to matter, but we couldn't possibly fathom just how much it would. And as I've reflected on the past year, I've been turning this thought around in my head for a few weeks because When someone dies, I think especially when it's a child or a baby, we naturally have this sense that their life was cut short, that their life ended too soon. And from our perspective, it completely feels that way. One of the things we're processing in our grief is all of the moments that Imogen will never get to experience, all of the life we won't get to live with her. Her death isn't just a reality right now, but it affects every moment of the future. And so it naturally feels like it came too soon, like her life ended too abruptly and it was cut painfully short. 
but the Lord has been whispering a different story into my ear for the last several days. And I've learned to listen when he tells the story from his perspective. Sometimes it's more complete than mine. Okay, all the time, it's more complete than mine. And I've heard this word from him, and then it's been confirmed through so many of you. Imogen's life may have been cut short, but her purpose was not. She never made a sound, but her life echoes over the mountains and into the valleys. She never took a breath, but God breathed through her a fresh expression of hope that fills the depths of our souls. My labor wasn't in vain, and her purpose wasn't aborted. She's fulfilling it even now. I like to think that she got the same well-done, good and faithful servant as Billy Graham or Mother Teresa or any of the other heroes of the faith when we picture their homecoming, because she accomplished everything God set out for her to do, and her legacy continues on long after her life. Her role in the kingdom matters just as much as yours or mine. She didn't get a lesser part to play, she just got her part to play. And all she could do was play it well. We've spent the last year processing through all of that. And so when June 14th, 2020 came around, we threw a party. We had a cake and my friend Ashley and I built this beautiful balloon arch. And those are no joke, guys. If you're making a balloon arch, the best advice I can give you is invest in the electric pump. The party was more for us than it was for her, but even while we grieve, we wanted to celebrate that we're still standing, that God is at work in ways we can't see, and that Imogen's life is continuing to change the world, which seems like a pretty good reason to celebrate to me. And guys, for all of you, there's a word here. There's a word specifically for some of you who are in barren seasons right now who feel like your work is void and your efforts are fruitless. If I can deliver something so powerful, even through a stillborn baby, then I have to believe that God is bringing life even through the barren places you're in. What feels final isn't finished. What seems empty can be made full and what feels infertile can still produce. For those of you like me who feel maybe like you've labored in vain, who are asking, what's the point? Why should I go through this with no return for my work? Maybe you have a love-hate relationship with your body, the way your body has changed or failed you or let you down. But I believe you've birthed far more than you'll ever see. I believe you've birthed things into the kingdom, into the eternal realm that we might never see here on earth but that are alive and active and moving in the spiritual realm, which is far more real than we can even comprehend. Your labor is not in vain. Your efforts are not fruitless and your sacrifices haven't gone without return. May the life that you've birthed, seen and unseen, be worth celebrating in your lives this week. And happy first birthday to our sweet, Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of Even If. My prayer is that even if your knees are weak, today's episode offers you enough strength to keep standing firm. 
If this message resonates with you, or if you know someone who needs to borrow a little strength of their own, there are two ways that you can help spread the word. First, leaving a rating and review will help people find this podcast when they need it most. And it lets me know that people are listening and joining in. Reviews are super important in the podcast world, and I'd be so grateful if you'd take 30 seconds to rate and review. Second, spreading the word on social media helps get this message out farther than I ever could on my own. So please feel free to share this podcast and tag your friends that would love this as much as you. I always continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at kelly.strife if you want to join us there. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure these episodes show up automatically in your feed each week. See you back here next week for the next episode of Even If.